What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Around the ACL. It's Michelle Thompson here with Trey Ryder and Anthony Ione, and we are coming off a cornhole-packed weekend. Um, lots of exciting things to talk about, exciting winners. Um, we're going to have Wally on later, so excited to bring him on. So good hey, show nine. coming up. How was your guys' weekend? Did you get to sit there and watch some cornhole? Yeah, I watched I watched cornhole pretty much all weekend. It was nice. It was kind of mm-hmm. like I got to be a viewer. I watched... I had a beautiful setup, so I had I had my TV on with my college football and my NFL football, and then I had my laptop that had cornhole TV on it, mm-hmm. and then my my phone. I was keeping up on Twitter. I was looking at you know live feed stuff like that. So I I didn't get off the couch much this weekend. It was nice. Anthony, how about you? I, I had a pretty unique setting for all of my cornhole watching this weekend. So I was sitting in tree stands all weekend watching the open uh it was actually pretty cool i had i had a decent feed so you know you're i'm spending hours and hours every day sitting in tree stands with my bow and uh i got my, i got the matches here in the background sometimes i'd get a little too into the games and i'm like oh crap i should probably look around see if there's some deer around here you know every once in a while but i yeah, didn't was, know you hunted i would oh, not yeah. have guessed that you hunt in a million <laughs> years i would not have begged <laughs> anthony i to be a hunter <laughs> yeah, big time, big time. Uh, living in Colorado, I mean, it's it's like you can't get much better than that. But yeah, uh, big into elk and deer, uh, antelope. Those are the three main ones. Um, bow, rifle. You know, it's 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 the, the backyard here, Denver. The, the Rocky Mountains in your backyard. You just gotta take advantage of it. It's it's that, awesome. That is blowing my mind a little but, bit. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that should be a trivia question, and people would get it wrong if you didn't yeah. just say it. Elk hunting is elk hunting is difficult too. Yeah, I mean difficult. it's it's especially oh man because you I mean you're literally hunting like I guess it's different than a tree stand type of thing but like I had a I had I knew a guy at my old job that literally he would he would make a yearly trip to Colorado to to hunt elk and he was telling me they have to hike miles oh, and mountains and definitely it's crazy. Yeah, this was different for me. I actually left Colorado. I went to Missouri for my first time tree stand hunting because like like you were saying, we're always just hustling, you know, hiking, getting deep into the woods, you know, getting buried in there for for days at a time. But first time in Missouri, first time hunting outside of Colorado and first time in a tree stand. So it was it was fun. It was different. Uh, I definitely found myself going, all right, what? what's over there because i'm tired of sitting here but you got to really trust in the process and the timing and uh it was fun i enjoyed it Dude, this is odd michelle I did not. <laughs> i'm gonna surprise you all right now i i have never hunted never will yeah. hunt in fact i can't even stand the pictures on facebook when people post them <laughs> i know that surprises everybody this does not surprise me <laughs> oh it's awesome well, there you go, everyone. There's your trivia question about Anthony. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's go into the open number three here. Uh, I loved watching Sam Finley come to the top. Was she just right there every single time? Such a well-deserved win. She made it far in, in uh, the other days as well. So congrats to Sam on a big weekend. But what do you guys uh, have to say about women's singles, Trey? Yeah, Sam Finley. Whew. She, she was a flamethrower this weekend especially in women's singles, finished the entire tournament above a 10 PPR, solidly above a 10 PPR, had some games flirting with an 11 PPR. She was slaying bags in the hole. I mean, 
this might have been a weekend in which if Cheyenne Renner was there, Cheyenne Renner might not have won. I mean, Sam Finley played like the 2020 world champion, like the 2019 world champion Sam Finley that we have seen. She was really playing at a high level. And that's, we've been, we missed that in 2022. We got a, we got a solid Sam Finley. We got a, a fine Sam Finley. But what we saw recently out of Sam has been something different. And I think, I think she she's had she's added this second level of motivation or 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 determination or whatever you know word you want to use. She's she's really turned something on recently. Um, we saw it a little bit at the end of that pro shootout championship, where obviously she made it all the way to the finals. But even since then, been throwing really well. But uh, I'm excited to see if if Finley can continue this through the pro series. And she was throwing those samurais really really well. I felt like that's a really good bag for her. I believe it was the Samurais. Yeah, she was throwing the Samurais, yes. Yeah, that, that was a good bag in her hand. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah, just real quick, like a big picture thought going in. I think this is kind of something worth talking about. Um, I'm going to throw a comment out there. Uh, high PPRs, and, and I'll go through kind of backing up. High PPRs are simply not winning brackets. And we saw it in every single bracket uh, in singles. Alec Ryan, sixth in PPR wins his bracket. Tony Smith, sixth in PPR, wins bracket B. Blake Karnick, sixth, sixth in PPR, wins his bracket. And then Ryden Weinfield, seventh in his bracket, wins it. And then ultimately wins the entire tournament, 19th overall in ranked PPR. So, I mean, check this out. Some standout PPRs that did not get the results in the bracket finals that we would think if we were just looking at raw numbers. Asidra Herrera, a bracket leading 10.31 over 67 rounds takes 25th place. You tell me you come in and throw a 10-3-1 over that many rounds and you take 25th? I wouldn't believe you. Bob Vonch, he 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 bumped that to 100 rounds. He went 100 rounds of a 10-1-5, takes 13th. And then this one's a little bit nuts for me. Matt Guy with a tournament leading 10.75 over almost just shy of 100 rounds. He takes seventh in his bracket it's absolutely crazy to me if we re- rewound two years ago trey and you threw a 10.75 in a tournament you are blowing everybody out of that tournament and you're winning it hands down it's just not the case right now and if you if you look deep into the matches and deep into the game and deep into how the players are evolving we're seeing it and feeling it you, the game is it's requiring more skilled play This kind of blew my mind, kind of looking at everybody playing this weekend. Mark Richards, he's out there cutting and rolling bags. Selectively, and in moderation, of course, Brett Guy, Jordan Power, cutting and rolling bags. These are players that have not shown that type of skilled play in the past, but I think it's showing that players are realizing they don't need a roll bag as their go-to, but there could be one time in a match, two times in a match, where they need to go to a skilled shot just to squeeze an extra two points out, and we're seeing it actually play out. I don't know, Mish. Pl- Here's how I think about it. Players are going to need to develop more than a slide shot and an airmail to take home championships in the near future to win to win tournaments, in my opinion. Which what are I'm, your thoughts on that? Which I'm here for. Which I yeah, am yeah, here no doubt. for. <laughs> that makes me very happy to know, and I hope everybody <laughs> heard that. Uh, and let's bring it, because that is exciting cornhole to watch. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, the, the 
the 1075 by or 1079 whatever it was by Mac guy is kind of mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, the the key I, I like to look at when you see those high PPRs is is were there losses valleys? Like what was it they were boom 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 had one bad game, had someone come out come out yep. and win? Or was it were they pretty consistent and someone someone else ceilinged, right? Obviously because nobody was better than Mac guy at putting bags in the hole this weekend, right? By definition, nobody was better. That doesn't mean he won everything, but nobody was better right. at, at, at scoring points. And so, um, you know, I, I like to look at those trends of how situational somebody was taking him down. I mean, Carson Getty. I mean, what a, what a performance that was. He was one of someone on my list that um, really stood out to me because he he was someone that had an okay rookie season, but. W- had flashes of being really, really good this past weekend at open number three and almost flashes of being elite, which is, is so hard to do is to go from that next level of just being good or great to elite. I mean, that's just a big step to have. Um, but ultimately, uh, right now, Anthony is looking smart on this, on this carpet bag domination so far. He's, He's got to be loving the, the trajectory of the season with all these carpet bags winning. I mean, no Wooten, no Almanza-ish. You know, I would say technically a carpet bag. Um, but the, and then even on in singles, you had you had Alec Ryan. Um, so I, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be quite interesting to see the the rest of the year and how it how it moves forward. Um, the one thing that worries me again about Tony Smith and and Alec Ryan, who are in the top four is again they chose to play in the open this this week weekend with with pro bags but not 23 pro bags yes. which they're allowed to do which they are allowed to do I'm not saying they're not allowed to do it what I'm saying is how much are they putting off mm-hmm. breaking in 2023 bags before the pro season Right. I said the same thing. Like, when so are they someone, gonna start bringing those bags in? So, so somebody is, you know, is it one of those? What I'm hoping is happening is they're practicing on a regular basis with both sets and they're breaking in that 23 set, but it's not game ready yet. Right. Tony Smith needs to put in a thousand rounds into yes. those bags before <laughs> he gets to the point where he feels like he's comfortable with those 23 bags until he gets to that point. He's going to continue to use. Is, is 2022 back. So that's just something I just want to keep an eye on here because when I saw those kill shots by Alec Ryan and those combats by Tony Smith, those are the exact same bags they threw last year. And it just worries me as we go into this next season if they're not prepared for it. I just don't want to see them at the first national break out a brand new set of bags because if those two in particular break out a brand new set of bags, I, I think they're in trouble, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think they're in big trouble. Trey, I love that you brought it up. That's actually going to be a point of that a point I'm going to make later in the show when we get into overreaction, the overreaction segment. But I'm going to just jump into doubles real quick. So last week I said Gavin Cano, Joe Saladiner, Morellis, Gustafson on my watch list. They didn't perform like I think they can, especially in a lighter field. Saladiner outscored in the tournament period, negative DPR. Morellis and Gustafson, they both threw positive DPRs, and it was weird. They had two losses where one player played well and the other one floored, and then they flip-flopped, and the other one did the opposite. Those were their two losses. But looking good as expected, Richard Lopez, Wooten Hicks, 
Whedon filled Ryan. Those were all on our watch lists. Richards and Lopez playing more of a traffic style bag game this season with these new lucky bags. I'm loving it. A lot more blocks, replaces, cleaning up with pushes at the end, but still in the key to this, still maintaining the high DPRs. That's fine if you want to drop your PPR a little bit to play a different style game, but they're still getting that same DPR and it's leading to big wins like we're seeing. Noah Wooten cooking. Open number one, right? He makes his singles bracket final. Open number two, he's in his bracket final in both singles and doubles, wins his bracket in singles, comes out this weekend with a blind draw championship, a doubles championship, and he threw fire in singles. Mish, you give him any partner, he's going to win. Any give bag. Him a different bag, he's <laughs> going to win. I'm overly impressed with Wooten. I mean, Trey, tell me this. Is there anyone out there right now outperforming Noah Wooten? in the game period. He's, he's shown more consistency over the past three, three opens than anybody. Um, not everybody has played all three opens, but right. from yes. what I've seen, I don't think anybody could say they've been more consistent. Um, Richards has been close, but not not to the extent that that Wooten has. Um, so and again, I think part of the reason, part, not all of the reason that Noah Wooten is being so successful right now is because more than anybody, he is used to changing bags nonstop. Yeah. You have a this handful of players, right? Mark Richards, Philip Lopez, Jay Rubin, Jordan Power, that we'll talk about a little bit later. All of them switch bags, all of them are getting used to a bag. Because they threw the same bag all year last season. I don't think Noah Wooten threw the same bag last season two tournaments in a row, right? <laughs> right. So, so, so Wooten is really showing his ability to adapt to all different kinds of conditions, and I think that's what makes him such a strong player this season. Hey, the other name that I brought up last week, Donald freaking Cup. <laughs> What's going on? The Donald. The Donald. I mean, he loses that first game, and then he what? He played like eight eight games or something to come back in the, in that yeah. senior bracket. I mean, I was rooting for him just because no that's doubt. a comeback right there. I, I do have to make one comment, right. That I had to say, we sat here last week on around the ACL and two of us made very, accurate, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very accurate hot takes. Okay? Just two of us though. And one of just us two, way off. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that don't have as strong of a memory michelle predicted that eric davis and jacob Trzinski would Stop win their bracket <laughs> and technically they did win the tier two championship Stop so they playing. did win the bracket i said that ryan Wiedenfeld and ryan and alec ryan would be in the finals together at the open Obviously referring to singles, because why would I say anything else? It's That's not like obviously what you together. meant. That's obviously what I meant. So, um, so uh, we, we were on a heater. We were on a heater there, Michelle. And, and, and also on the draft uh, on ACL Live, I mentioned how could you and Bernie not talk about the Noahs? They did yes. take the win. Uh, no, no, Almanza did take that win. Um, the seniors uh, winner was Tom Walter. It was a battle of the Toms there for a moment. 
Um, and so I like all the name play, right? The Noahs, the Toms. But really, really good stuff. All right. So you talked a little bit about doubles there, Anthony Trey, anything to add? Um, yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, I think Windsor and Hicks are going to be a really tough team this season. Um, slightly worried about what I've seen so far from Alex Hicks. Like I, we saw him at times last season be unbeatable and he's just been good this year. He's been good to, to really good kind of floating on that line, but we haven't seen him be unbeatable yet. That's the only thing that worries me, but as a doubles team, Windsor and Hicks are playing at a really high level. So that, that encourages me on the double side. Richards and Lopez. I like what you said, Anthony, they're playing a little different style. Keep doing that. Just don't lean into it too much. Yes, I right? agree completely. Yeah. Like, like, do that. Learn those shots. Use them in the arsenal. But if I start seeing Mark Richards throwing a block every round, I will no. – look at me, America. I will pick against Mark Richards. <laughs> yes. Against every tournament. If Mark Richards comes out with the mentality that I'm going to block every round, he will not win an event this – another event this year. I promise. Yes. I promise. <clears throat> it's not what he is – it's not his bread and butter. Now – should he use it? Yes. Should he be aiming for a bag that drips in the hole? And if sometimes it blocks, great. You know, yes. that's, that's, that's fine. That's, that's the key. Totally fine. Right. Um, I just want him. I just, I just want to keep that, keep that frame of reference in there. So um, no, but overall I thought impressive performances by, by that group. Um, Ryan Wiedenfeld, I think is going to, you know, the Southeast really thinks it's going to be Fisher Hamilton, but I think the betting favorite for rookie of the year would probably have to be Ryan Wiedenfeld based on what I've seen so far this year. I was, I was a little worried on, on doubles. I feel like with Wiedenfeld, um, just a little bit worried. And then, but I thought singles is really when I saw what everyone's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was, he was, he's going to be tough. Yeah. Speaking of singles, Misha, I see we're over. Let me, let me just talk a little bit about singles. I thought bracket C was a little bit weird. Uh, weird. That bracket yeah. missed every single elite level player. It was bizarre. The casual fan might not even recognize anyone in that bracket. Winning it, Blake Karnick. Uh, the only the only reason I know that name is in the pro qualifications at the Gauntlet at Worlds. Just kind of scanning through it, it looked familiar. So I went back and looked. So this guy took, I think it was dead last or second to last in his his, his advanced bracket at Worlds. Then he gets into the gauntlet, completely turns it around. He was one of the few that went 4-0 in round one, 4-0 in round two to get his pro qualification card. So one of the few that went 8-0. So I thought that was interesting. Um, Yeah, uh, and he he beat – I'll never forget. So Rosie Streaker had to play in the qualifier. And in the first round, she goes 3-1. She ends up going 4-0 in the next round of the qualifier. But she went – I was like, 3-1. I was like, who beat you? And she goes – I have no idea, but whoever, <laughs> whatever his name is, he needs to be a pro next season. And it was Blake Karnick. So um, funny enough, he had to play his, his pro partner for this coming st- uh, season, Steve yeah. Schrader in the finals. They're, they're oh, is it, that's just going to be his partner? Yeah. Okay. Got you. Got you. Oh, I didn't know. It. So they played each other. Okay. Yeah. They played yeah. each other in the finals. That's awesome. Uh, Jordan Power. I mean, looking like the elite level Jordan Power. We think he can be in singles. Noted though, he's got this new bag with the Titan Thrasher. He said, I was talking to him this morning. He's feeling he's feeling good, you know, basically for the first time in a long time. He did say um, that the Thrasher, it's playing that block in replace game that he that he thinks he wants to play this season. 
uh, and he feels like he could be back on top with his bag. So keeping a close eye on him. Uh, for me, Ryan Winfield quickly moving up the list for rookie of the year. I mean, understood that we're still three months from the pro season, a long way to go, and we haven't seen yet a guy like Fisher Hamilton, one of my early predictions for rookie of the year. He's just been abs- more absent in the in the uh, in the open registrations. But really, I don't care from a target perspective. Like, who's the target right now for rookie of the year? Ryan Weedenfield, hands down. Um, we talked about Alec Ryan. In my opinion. He's transitioned to elite. If we look at that back half of the season, coming into the start of the season, I kind of had this thought. It was like every time he'd come up to a match, I'm like, man, can can Alec Ryan beat this elite level pro? Now I find myself going, can this elite level pro beat Alec Ryan? And that's Mm -hmm. an interesting transition. Um, To me, he's got what it's required to be a consistent or considered an elite level pro. He's got wins over guys like Damon Dennis. Ryan Windsor, Jordan Camba, and to be considered elite, you got to have those top ten with the top ten player wins. He's got wins over Tony Smith and Matt Guy. And here's the thing: he is dedicated to that slow style carpet bag or that carpet game. You talked about him throwing last year's bag uh, tray, and I think that's going to be key. And in order to be elite at that style of player, you have to be a skilled shooter. You have to be able to shape shots if you're choosing that style of play. Cuts, rolls. You got to be able to push. You also have to be able to run bags when the hole is open. You're not going to get away with just dirtying things up and missing on open holes. And he's doing that with the best of them. And the bonus, like you were saying, Mish, for me, is it makes for exciting matches. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm finding myself trolling Facebook looking for Alec Ryan matches because they're so fun. The dude was 51st last season. Certainly a breakout player candidate. I think he's a top 15 promise and maybe just maybe top 10. If he continues playing like this. I agree. Wow. Yes, sir. I agree. All right, let's go into overreaction Monday. I'm going to read a statement and you let me know if you think that is an overreaction. The first one being Sam Finley is going to be a top three female player in the world after her win. Trey. Yeah. And not an overreaction. Um, she's been there before. Right. So it's not as if she's doing something that is out of the out of the norm. I thought last season was out of the norm. I didn't think she played very well last season. And this season, I think she's argued how she started this season is arguably better than she's ever been. The question is continuing to ride that wave. I do not think it's an overreaction. Anthony? I'm aligned with this perfectly. Not aligned. Throwing the best bag she's ever thrown. She's putting up the statistical numbers that are both personal best and leading the women's pack. She's running bags with these carpet that's working out really nice. We talked about the samurai early. That seems to be playing well with her. I talked to her uh, today as well. She's like, hey, I'm winning with Vikings. I'm winning with Wizards. I'm finding I can go hole to hole a little bit better with the Samurais. She said it's giving her more confidence and it's leading to smarter decision making. Not an overreaction. Definitely, uh, definitely in the mix of the top ten. Jay Rubin and Jordan Power should be worried after going two and two at Open number three. I'm gonna say a baby bit overreaction. Um, <laughs> baby bit. <laughs> but but I will say you know. Jordan Power threw really well in singles. So at one point, I was just going to say it could be a bag thing, but he threw really well in singles. Jay Rubin threw really well in rounders, but he didn't throw really well in doubles bracket play, right? Mm -hmm. So 
but this is not unlike what we saw last season from Jay Rubin and Jordan Power, not to this level of scale, but we saw ups and downs, right? They had they hit an up at the world championship, but they went down 20 to two. They had a down literally 30 minutes prior to them winning a world yeah. championship. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. It's an up and down team. I'll say a little bit of an overreaction, but I'm keeping my eye on it. Anthony? Man, I'm in line with this one as well. Uh, you pretty much uh, the same thoughts too. The Rounders was a big thing. They they were one of the three teams to go six and zero. They were the number one seed coming out of Rounders uh, and noted to get that six and zero. We had a rematch of the World Championship. They went through Richards Lopez won that one twenty one nine. So we can't ignore that. But here's the thing: they're in this transition period, throwing new bags, new material, material power leading more towards that surefire like Thrasher. Jay's really liking the play on this carpet style prowler together. Mm -hmm. They got to figure out what they're going to settle on in doubles. Uh, but power, I mean, he's feeling super confident right now, uh, still leading, um, uh, learning his new bags. I would, I would say not an overreaction or excuse me. Oh, and overreaction, slight overreaction. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alec Ryan is a top 20 player. We already know how Anthony feels about this. Yeah. He, you, obviously, he's seeing not 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 an overreaction, right? And so I'm I'm looking through, I, I kind of went through the list. I will say not an overreaction as well. Um, it's close to that top 20. I think he finishes in the teens. The thing that I have to remind myself is how streaky cornhole can be. And that's the only caution I, I I throw here is that if we remember this time last this time one year ago, we were asking ourselves if Matt Guy would ever lose again, mm -hmm. right? Yep. We were asking ourselves that, and then he continued that in the February he won a national. We're like, this dude's going to win three out of four nationals, right? So that's the only caution I heed. I'm Creek Killer. I remember when Creek Killer came out with a win that we were like, oh, this is top player. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. That, that, that definitely did. Have. All right, Anthony. Yep, you know where I stand. You know okay, where perfect. I stand. <laughs> Carson Carson Getty will be on the breakout player of the year ballot. Do you know where Carson finished uh, last season? Um, let so Anthony I'm, go, and I'll tell you. Anthony okay, goes. Anthony, uh, do you think that's he, an overreaction? Yeah, he finished 146th, and, and coming into last season, I thought he would be a top 75 player. So I was already giving him credit to being a strong bagger. I do think he's much improved. Trey, how many players go on that ballot, by the way? Is it two or three? Usually it's, I mean, we can go anywhere from three to five. Three to I five. Mean, okay. Ooh, it, it, it just, five. it just, let's say it's three though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> certainly you got the Trzinskis out there. You're going to have a Ryan as well, who was like 50, 51. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say it's a little bit of an overreaction right now, just because I think that between those two guys, there's a couple other players who were also trending up. Uh, I'm going to go with a little bit of an overreaction. Trey? Uh, I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to say not an overreaction. I talked about this previously when we briefly hit on pro partners last season. Getty has a pro partner that he is comfortable with this season. Now, you say to yourself, well, that's doubles. I'm just saying it's comfort. Mm -hmm. And comfort is something Getty lacked last season. He's playing confidently. If you beat Matt Guy throwing above an 11 – you deserve some credit. I'll go out on a limb and say not an overreaction. All right. Last one. We should be worried about Tony Smith's string of singles semifinals and finals losses. Um, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say a little bit of an overreaction. I, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm watching it now. 
right? Now, if I see another one or a second one, the thing that really makes me feel better is in that pro invitational, Tony Smith took grip of that pro invitational and he won it, mm-hmm. right? Kaylee Hunter was very good, but Tony Smith was exceptional. I think it would be different if Kaylee Hunter had carried that team to a pro invitational win, but I really felt like Tony Smith was able to close. And so I know we're talking about singles here, but so much of it is that nerves when you're getting so close to the end. I don't think I'm ready to, to say that there was something completely wrong there. I'll say it's a little bit of an overreaction. Anthony. Yeah. I'm not worried. Overreaction. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, he's constantly deep. He's consistent, but you said it earlier, Trey, what I'm nervous about is he's still throwing those red freaking contrabands. <laughs> like, as soon as possible, I'd like to see him get his 2023 bag in his hand because I've thrown those red contrabands to get them to break in and play the same way he wants them. Now, I don't even see that possible. Whatever recipe he used, being able to duplicate it, I don't see it happening. The guy is throwing a square bag in a six-inch slot, throwing coin slots. This dude is still impressive. Uh, yeah, not worried about him at all. That shot, like uh- – that was insane. <laughs> that was insane. Crazy. <laughs> Freaking Tony Smith. No All doubt. right, moving on. We've got some pro trends we want to talk about as we sort of gather our pro data. Uh, Anthony, Anthony and I both wanted to uh, put together some graphics for this. So we've got, you know, what bags people are throwing. Um, you can see the chart here if you're watching, if you're listening. Just know that Ultra's leading by a lot. um you know with like 50 something players throwing ultra bg right behind and then it sort of trickles down and i don't know about you guys but when i was looking at this and i was reading over it i mean there were some some bags i didn't even know like i saw the cups are throwing noble i had never even heard of this brand before yeah i mean the thing a couple things stuck out to me when it comes to bag choice doesn't surprise me ultra and bg were the biggest Cornhole scenario having such a high amount of pros did somewhat surprise me. Titan reaffirms the fact that they want to be a big player in the game. All cornhole ha- being one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the list was mm-hmm. a shock to me. The only other big surprise to me is I have a little bit of an insight here because I'm I'm kind of behind the curtain, if you will, but. Buffalo is one of the largest manufacturers now across the country. All right. And as far as their pro representation go, they're what, like 10th, 15th on the list. So it would not surprise me. Maybe it's not this season now because we've already gotten to that point. It would not surprise me to see Buffalo next season, take that Titan jump to try to really target some of these top pros. Right. Hey, I just have one comment. I want to be real careful about the word choice. These aren't necessarily choices. Choices in that they chose the sponsorship. But if we did an entire graph of what bag you would choose, let's take sponsorships and money out of the question. It could and it probably would look a lot different. But what Mm -hmm. we are showing are declared bags, right? What What the players are saying that they are declaring as their bag for this season, whether it was choice or a sponsorship drove them, sponsorship drove them to throw that bags. And we know there's different different strategies, different models in marketing. Ultra obviously going with that shotgun method where they're going to sponsor a lot of players, not necessarily go spend a bunch of money to get the top four, but I'm going to grab a bunch of players in that middle range so that they have a lot of visibility and spread a lot of bags out. So I just want to make that point. 
Absolutely. The next thing we looked at was the ages of our pros. So you can see on the chart here that it is a mainly 20 year olds, people in their 20s. <laughs> um, I don't think that's surprising, but closely <laughs> followed by 30s. And obviously, you know, we have a certain amount of uh, under 18 that we can allow. So that's going to skew that data a little bit. Um, but in terms of our pro field, you're going to see uh, the, the lowest is the 60s. They're, they're holding it down 6% on this chart. <laughs> but yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, as expected, uh, we, we you, you want to go, Trey? No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, as expected, the percentage going down as the age goes up. What actually surprised me was the 40s and the 50s. At 40, what's going on? You know, you've got teenage kids, maybe kids coming out of middle school. You're at the height of your careers. 50, upper 50s, you might to see some more retirement. I actually expected to see more 50s than 40s, um, but certainly a trend down as the age went up. And we could see this completely change as more pros become professional pros as their main job. Uh, right. Just a note, and I shot that one to you, Trey. Right now, 18%, almost one in five players declare Cornhole as their job, their main source of income. When that grows to something like maybe 60 to 90%, I think mm -hmm. we'll see the percentage of this change here in the ages. Totally only, com right. only comment I'll make is how cool is it when you have a sport where 19%, almost 20%, of your field is made up of people, professional athletes above the age of 50 years old. That's so cool. That's a awesome. really good point. Yeah. You don't see that very often. Lastly, we have our pros divided by conference. Um, when I created this, I did not expect the West to be so large. I always talk about how behind we are. So it was sort of startling to see us right there with some of the bigger regions, obviously not as big as the, uh, Southeast there. Which well, and and, and the, I think what it speaks to, Michelle, is when you look at memberships, California, I know it's the largest state or one of the largest states, right? But yeah. it has the largest number of memberships out of any state in the country. I don't think there's anything that California and the West lack or it, it, they, they don't lack depth. There is an exceedingly amount of depth. And you see that here from that 9% coming from the West Conference. They're missing their Mark Richards, their yeah. Jamie Graham, their Eddie Grindersleeve, right? You can go to every other conference, Tony Smith and Jacob Draczynski up north, Alex Rawls and Cheyenne Renner in the southeast. Every other conference has that top five, top 10 player that that's kind of your, that's that's where you, you stake your ground in. And that what gives the conference, conference that area, that level of, of you know, proficiency and an elite feel. And I think that's the next thing that the yeah. West is really hoping for. Couldn't agree more. All right. Are we ready to bring our guest on? I think we are. Who we got? Waiting. Who he's we got? waiting and he's ready to come on. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> he's good not Lord. attractive. He's uh, uh. better days. <laughs> He's a zombie. Literally Travel days got me like, Ugh. yeah, well, that's exactly how I expect you to show up, Wally. Yeah. Actually, how you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing great, Wally. Doing good, it, it just, just so everybody's aware, Wally literally landed like an hour ago. Uh, and during, nah, twenty minutes ago. Twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, my hair still hasn't popped yet. It's kind of bothering me. We'll, we'll make do. We'll make do. So he, he he filled in. I was I was hoping to get him on in like two weeks. But when Bernie, we're gonna have to get Bernie next week. But Bernie couldn't be on, so he was able to pull an audible. So thank you, Wally. So, yeah, no problem. How you guys doing? Um, good. It's Halloween. Yeah. Feeling spooky. 
feeling well, spooky. We were. I mean, we were. For those of you who aren't watching the video, I did not call Wally ugly. He was wearing an <laughs> ugly mask. <laughs> For the record, Michelle straight up said Wally is ugly. <laughs> Go on the record. <laughs> put that on the show notes. Um, so yeah, Wally. You know, we, we brought you on. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. You know. You've now gone through three opens and you're like, you're going to be the, the streamer for the year, right? So you've been, well, I guess you've been to two opens. Sorry, you weren't at the first one, but right. you know, you've seen all the coverage, right? I mean, we come on all the time and talk about people that we think are, are, are doing well, that we don't think are doing well. But when you look at these first few events, have there been anybody that stands out to you as someone that's like, I, I can't miss this person's going to be great this season? I mean, I kind of saw a little bit of, the Alec Ryan train coming in Kentucky. He had just a different swag about him, uh, pulling off that bar of soap. I think it was against Jamie Graham. Um, you know, he's he's not afraid to take the riskier shots now. He knows he can manufacture points to make up the rounds if he misses a attempt at it. And we actually got to see a lot of that in the finals here in um, East Moline with Alec Ryan and Ryan Wiedenfeld. They were both trying the bar of soaps and the crazy shots like that to manufacture possibly three, maybe five points. Um, but they're both able to get right back into it the next round and kind of, you know, chip their way back into this game. And I think that's the crazy thing this season is that, you know, we're not practicing sliding bags in the hole anymore. We're not practicing airmails. We're not practicing roll. We're practicing penguins. We're practicing bar soaps. I don't know if Tony practiced that coin slot. He just calls it another airmail. But I'm telling you, like, <laughs> the, the shots are going to be crazy this year. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these you know, 75 to 100 players break into the top 50 to, you know, possibly 25 or even go into the top 15. Yeah, I agree. We were talking about the skilled, I was talking about the skilled shots earlier and that, you know, I mean, we're seeing it with Matt Guy over the past, I don't know, maybe 10 events at this point that, hey, I can come out and I'm going to outhole everybody, but I'm not going to necessarily win. So mm -hmm. I love your point there and I agree with it completely that it's going to take more than having two shots to win, to win in this sport. Yeah, and I think uh, something that surprised me, and it's something that I wanted to, I actually was going through my phone today, and I had notes from the last time you guys had me on. I wanted to talk about something that I wanted to see throughout the season. Last year, it didn't happen, but this year it is happening, and that's Matt Guy's blocking. Matt Guy is actually starting to play a full game. He's not just going for that automatic airmail all the time. He's kind of, you know, back and forth with it, but he's actually, I think he's going to play a smarter game this year, and I think it's going to serve him well. That style of game is so hard. Matt Guy has got to hit about 90% of his airmail to win mm -hmm. tournaments. Yeah. So he has to, I mean, he has to change something. If if there were coaches in this game, if I was a coach or a manager or something, I would be on him going, we here's what we have to work on. Because you can see it clear as day. Now, if he's hitting 90% airmail, he's going to win the tournament. But <laughs> it's so hard to get there. It's so hard to get there. He's one of the two players in the league that could do it but you could see it's not getting him the wins. Right, well, yeah. he's so close, right? Like he's so close to hitting. So yeah, sometimes he does hit 90%. And even if he doesn't, it's not like he's light years away from doing it. So I, I would imagine his mind, he's like, well, I, I can do it and I yeah. have done it. And it's not a stretch to do it. So right. yeah, so far yeah. three opens. And I think the best player right now is Noah Wooten. Noah Wooten is back. Yeah. Wow. What, what do you think he is... I have my own opinions, but what do you think is different for Noah Wooten right now? I mean, you've seen him play a lot of events. I mean, what is different? I think, I think that's the answer right there. He's playing a lot of events. The beginning of last season, he wasn't at all these tournaments. And then near the end of the season, he started playing almost every single Open, the Nationals, traveling to cash tournaments. He was playing a lot at the end of the season. I think 
whenever we went out on the West Coast, I don't think they were home for like 60 days. They, they stayed out there at Shamar's house and pretty much anywhere else on the West Coast, Arizona, they were just throwing and throwing and throwing. I think that's what we're seeing at the beginning of this season. You know, I don't know if he practices much, but this competitive play that he keeps putting himself into, he's he's the top of the food chain right now for my my opinion. The dude is hustling and it actually matches his career choice. If you we took bios mm-hmm. of all the players, you know what his career is? Hustler. Oh, hustler. It says hustler. <laughs> it says hustler. Uh, oh, man. That, is, yeah. that is so that is so it's such a no answer <laughs> yeah, and then um i really haven't had a chance to see cheyenne much this year i know she won the first open but i think the women's division is open i think it's wide open this year um i'm putting sam finley at the top of that food chain and then we're starting to get some females that we haven't seen before go deep in the brackets and upset some big names so I think the female division went from probably 12 to 15 players to probably 20 to 50. Yeah, what did Sam didn't what was wasn't Sam throwing over a 10 when she lost that game and got shut out? I mean, I want to say it was like a high 10, almost 11 against yeah. Neestead. Is that what you're talking yes. about? Yes. Yeah, but Neestead threw I think 11.75 or something. He, he missed three bags. Yeah, he missed yeah. three bags. He, he's going to be deadly with these uh, ultra bags. I, I I'm curious to see. I mean, he's he's almost got that cut. He's working on that cut shot. It's cost yep. him a few points in the games, but I'm telling you, he's he's going to be deadly by the time the season heats up. Well, I mean, that and that goes to show you, though, he's willing to try it now, knowing that mm-hmm. he may sacrifice some points right now, hoping that it will get him some points when the, when the big money tournaments, these big nationals start rolling around, even these shootouts. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I, I love that. So, I mean, I think it's going to be uh, – he's going to be tough, and nobody's going to be happier than Anthony. Hey, I thought this was it. I thought I thought this was it. The statistical anomaly. I was like, he's going to win his bracket finally. This is it. And then that final was amazing. That double yeah. dip. That uh-huh. the, I, it had to have been 60 rounds to get through that double dip. It was it was one of the the, the two the best double dip I've seen in a long time. It yeah. was just back and forth. Yeah, I thought yeah. he had it. How about how about your boy putting picking four players and getting all of them to the finals? Yeah, I mean, my, my, my picks are back. We're not talking about that, Michelle. Michelle, no, we, we're not talking win. about that. Michelle. I don't know why we're bringing this up. We're this focused is not on the positivity. Well positivity. <laughs> All right. So I have, to, I have to say one thing, though, Wally, before before we let you go, though. Mm-hmm. I, he can I stay want... on for the game if he wants, right? Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah, you can stay on for our game, too. We'll play our game. Um, okay. But I'll say this. Anthony, Wally is beginning to experience the commentator skill decline. Where as soon as you continue to do commentary and keep focusing on that, your skill level as a player <laughs> yeah, just a continues. Thing. It just oh. continues to you dive and dive. It, 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 it's uh, it's the it's struggle because, is real. It's because this is how I feel. Like the body, <laughs> the body is wearing down. <laughs> the airplanes, the Ubers. Yeah, there's not enough. I will cooking. tell you that I used to actually practice cornhole until I started doing all this. That is not mm. no longer a thing. There's no, no more practicing. I was, I was feeling really, really confident going into the regional last weekend and then one and two in the comp division. Yet, yeah, no, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> All right, Wally, Trey's got a game, so stay on with us. All right, I'll see what I can do. All right, so this game, Wally, if you're not familiar, called Name That Player. I give some detailed information, and um, you have to guess the player. So I'll give hints as we go. Yep, go ahead, Anthony. You I'm got a, a question? I'm going to throw you a curveball, Trey. I'm going to throw you a curveball. You're going to do it? You're going to reverse it? Let me get the first one. Let's reverse it. Let's get you in the okay. game. Just okay. one. All right, Just go one. for it. 
All so right, Anthony's gonna, got one. Okay, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna mix this up. I'm gonna okay. do it a little different cadence. So I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of rapid fire you. There's ten of them. Trey, I think you could get it around four or five. I think okay. I think it's gonna start to give itself away around seven. Definitely at nine and ten, it's gonna be a giveaway. It's gonna be All right. three three seconds in between each one. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay, go. This player is a state champion, and favorite beverage is bourbon. Okay. Okay. This player owns their own business. This player is tied with 16 other baggers at two championship titles. Okay, man. Here's where you're going to get some stuff. This player is a multi-world champion. This player has four siblings and known to have family in attendance to support. Cop. This player in attendance is known to be a sister and a mother with the mother known for their play on the board as well. Tyler. Oh, okay. Sam Finley. Boom. That's six. I called it. (laughs) The next one was going to be, this player is a female out of the strong state of Florida. This player is a lefty. This player is sponsored by BG and number 10. This player won women's singles this past weekend. Ah, pretty good, Anthony. I like it. All right. I like it. Although I would have liked more time in between the, the rapid fire. <laughs> well, we're running me. out of time. So it like, that's it like gets you, it gets you all anxious. <laughs> that's true. All right. This player is has uh four total titles. Okay. Okay. Three of them have come in doubles. One has come in singles. Okay. The one singles title was a national singles win. Ooh, national singles win. Matthew Creek Killer. Are we what what was what clue are we on right now? Three? Uh, I don't, I haven't done mine in rounds before. Anthony okay. did his in rounds. I haven't done mine. <laughs> I've just kind of said it and then let, let people think. It starts to get obvious. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for one more for I guess. All right. <laughs> I don't All think right. Derek King's won a singles. He's mostly doubles. Keep going. Sorry. Um, two of this player's four titles were in doubles nationals in the same season. Isidro Herrera? Nope. Four is pretty low. Four titles is going to be low. Um, and there's a bunch. I think there's like mm-hmm. probably 12 or 15 players in that range. Where's AJ okay. Sims at? How many does he have? I'm not sure, but it's not AJ mm. Sims. Mm. <clears throat> this player plays in the Southeast Conference. Southeast. Southeast. Terrible geography. What states are those again? <laughs> that would be um, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, and Florida. Okay. Okay. Cobb? Nope. <clears throat> This player, Foreman. This player, it is not recognized as a title, right? An official title, but this player's first win in the ACL was a national juniors win. Supprenant. Nope. Damn. A juniors win. The Tony Smith. Nope. Caleb Batson. Nope. Not Tony. Tony. Okay. Not Texas. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's Texas. Uh, you want one? All right, this one's probably going to give really you really hard away. to hold all the clues in your head at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need a we need a little graphic that like keeps <laughs> yeah, them up exactly. so, <laughs> so, in the year in which they won the two doubles nationals was the year of the pandemic. 
two doubles now. Like right when I started getting into it. But they have to be young. Tanner Halbert has to have more than four. Tanner's twenty six. He was yeah, he wasn't juniors. Happy birthday, Tanner, by the way. It's his birthday today. Hmm. Happy birthday. Dang, I don't know. See, I know stuff like that. That's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> this all right, this player's partner when they won those nationals is playing with Jimmy Humans this year. I don't think I even know who Jimmy Humans partner is. Kyle this year. Malone leads to Dalton McClellan. Dalton McClellan. There it is. <laughs> Lord. I was tough one. I got you on that one, guys. Fort Lauderdale in St. Louis, right? Yeah, that's right. Fort Lauderdale in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't our finest moment. He won. He won his his first ever title was when he'd won advanced singles before we had pro singles in Fort Lauderdale the year before that, Wally. I win. Yeah, and then he's a glory. All right, we need your hot take. We need your hot take real quick. Yeah, you got a hot take. I need a hot take. Oh, for me? All right. Am I last? Can I go last? Sure. I wasn't playing on this. All right, I'll go real quick then. All right, I still think Cheyenne Renner finishes number one in women's singles at the end of the year, but I think Sam Finley is number two. Ah, okay. That kind of takes my hot take. I was going to say Samantha Finley to win a women's event, world, national win, uh, national event. Mine is Donald Cup is going to win a seniors. He's got to. He's due. <laughs> All right, You've well, been on Cup for a while. I don't know how far, I don't know how far you want like me to go, but I'm going to say Deborah Odom and Megan Maupin win a shootout. Really? Okay. Yeah, ah, okay. I like it. Oh, that, was, that was like out of left field right there. I don't, I don't know how far you want to go. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, all I'm right. still this green this season. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we'll see you all next time. See you guys. Thanks.